invaded by the Russian government. I don't know. You're not. I don't know yeah. if I can hang out with you. They're, they're kind of like the NPR for Russia. In Mother Russia, the words right you. Russia. We've got this man Kedish on. <laughs> <laughs> Do they pay you in rubles? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's USD. I made sure. They pay you in vodka. We pay you in bread. Vodka. We send you package. Get a package in the mail now. How to make your own vodka. Here's potato. We buy you a purse. We buy you a shoe. You write us words. We talk. We want you upgrade apartment to cinder block walls. <laughs> oh, good lord. Please enjoy yourself. Give you the good one. We have no, a, write the words. We have apartment here waiting for you when America kicks you out. That's cable TV with three channels. <laughs> Me and Edward Snowden. That's a CW uh, sitcom right there. That's my Snowden. <laughs> Everybody ready to talk about today's topics? No. <sighs> <laughs> Don't be a poopy pants already. No, Matt's going to be the poopy pants. Who's <laughs> glaring at me over here? I know, I'm waiting for you to poo poo my Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, you're review. the only one who hasn't seen Sonic yet. Well, I'm no, not. No, 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 didn't you? No, he didn't. No, oh, I I, you I'm not 11 it. years old and I hate Jim Carrey. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> everybody, this is Gordon Malloy from the television show The Orville. I'm the badass pilot, and you're listening... Fuck, I already screwed it up. One more time, take two, here we go. Hi everybody, this is Gordon Malloy, the badass pilot on The Orville. You're listening to some salty nerds. I love them. Welcome back to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd. and today's episode, we're going to be discussing Sonic the Hedgehog movie review, the $70 million opening weekend. Jim Carrey's back in his uh, his rightful place. Uh, we also have <laughs> the casting for Witcher Season 2. Uh, we're getting possibly Mark Hamill and a couple other awesome characters jumping into this season. And then uh, last but not least, we're going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 4, Hopper Lives. He's back and living in Russia. And then we'll be discussing the Orville. I am uh, here with my co-host, Matt Vader. What's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm getting uh, infused with yeah. my caffeine. And you look salty today. I can just... <laughs> I've, I've felt a little salty all week. <laughs> and I'm also joined it's by... because my friends go to movies without me and shit. You so. said you didn't want to go. Well, I didn't. Okay. I'm still a little offended. <laughs> you shouldn't have gone without me. I'm also joined. Three of you record this podcast every other week without me. So shut up. <laughs> I'm also joined by my co-host, Matt Kadish. Author of the Earthman Jack Saga, available on Amazon. What's up, Matt? Not a whole lot. A Russian agent. Yeah. <laughs> In Mother Russia. In Mother Russia. Podcasts listen to you. <laughs> it really disturbs. It really does. <laughs> and also joined by uh, Jude. Jude, welcome back. Thank you missed you. last week. We missed you. Pleasure to be we here. Missed, it was a perfect episode for the ambassador to, of estrogen to be on. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm aware. And whenever Jude's not here, Alex just doesn't give a crap about how nice the podcast studio is. <laughs> does it smell like a little doesn't sm- Yeah, it doesn't smell like eucalyptus or any no no tablecloth, no flowers. That's uh, no flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I put my Jurassic Park memorabilia up. Yeah, the, the little brontosaurus. The, the minute Jude shows up, he, he he's all like, <laughs> this, oh, "Mr. Oh, hey, Martha dude, Stewart I just, over here." I just got out of the shower. No big whoop. <laughs> I just oh, naturally man. smell this way. So if you guys uh, noticed by our awesome intro that we just did, we've got an actor, Scott Grimes, from the TV show The Orville, did a nice little shout out for us. We appreciate that, Scott. Thank you so much. And in honor of that, today we are going to be discussing The Orville on this podcast because we haven't talked about it yet. And uh, I finally got caught up with both seasons. I binged it. Uh, The funny thing was, for as big of a Star Trek fan as Alex is, he'd never watched The Orville. And not. Jude pretty sad. doesn't like Star Trek, but she likes the Orville. Mm-hmm. That doesn't shock me either. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it. And uh, it wasn't anything against the Orville. I just – I don't usually well, watch things on Hulu. Well, your reasoning was pretty funny because you were like, I was afraid it was going to make me hate Star Trek. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, God, man, I miss Star Trek. Because this new, this new version of Star Trek is not – it's such a far cry from its roots of uh, the old serial, you know, moral conundrum of the week. Mm-hmm. And I miss that that formula. And watching the Orville is like that injection of awesomeness yeah. that I needed. Yep. Plus a ton of humor on top of it that, granted, wouldn't fit in like the Star Trek universe. But it was so freaking funny. But it's also made by the people who made your favorite Star Trek yeah, Voyager. Show, Voyager. Yeah. Br- Brandon Braga and all the Voyager people. Yeah. So, uh <laughs> What are your guys' thoughts on the Orville? This is my favorite part of the first episode where the dog's just licking his balls in the background. <laughs> and then like, like later on, they comment on it where they're just like, you see that dog licking its balls in the background? And he was like, it's the only thing I could see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this show is great, man. It does have that like family guy um, or uh, uh, what's the guy, the other TV show that they make, uh, American Dad. American Dad. It has that type of humor to it where it's very meta. They make jokes about situations that they're actually in instead of just leaving them like for the audience. It's it's really great. The humor is mm-hmm. on point. Seth MacFarlane is awesome. It's very like a thousand ways to die in the West type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Ted. Ted. I have no problem with it. I think it's great. And and the fact that they were able to merge that type of humor with like the Star Trek formula and actually make it work is amazing. And it's so much fun. Each character gets its own time to shine. You know, you have the character you have Isaac, you got uh Gordon, of course, he's he gets more of a shine in uh, in season two. Mm-hmm. Bordis, Bordis is Bordis hilarious. Is everybody, oh my god, Bordis. everybody loves Bordis. Bordis is so funny, <laughs> and I like that. What's the guy's the little goo dude, the little jelly dude? Yafit. Yafit, dude, he is hilarious. Yeah, he's he, so funny. I loved it. My favorite part about that was when uh, when Isaac started dating the doctor, and he was like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor, poor Yafit. He gets passed over for promotion and. Yeah, he doesn't get. Yeah, he doesn't get the uh, the lead engineer spot. He gets. I, I, get I do like that that episode where um, so like uh, the doctor's dating Isaac, and they do this thing where on the simulator deck uh, they have Isaac look like a human. Oh yeah, and then Yafit comes in there, and it's Norm Macdonald <laughs> yeah. who does his voice. Yeah, and he just shows up as Norm Macdonald <laughs> for like a scene. Hey, it's me. It's yeah, Yafit. hey, it's Yafit, <laughs> and the doctor's still not interested. <laughs> Poor guy. My it's, favorite it, episode is the pheromone episode. Oh it's yeah, hilarious with Rob Lowe. Yes, I love the cameos in this show yes. too. Man, they have some good cameos. Yeah. Do you notice Jason Alexander as the bartender? No. Yeah, he's co- covered completely in makeup, but that's George from Seinfeld. Oh my god! And isn't the I gotta go back um, and watch that now. 
the new security officer when Alara is sick. Isn't that That's Putty? Putty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Putty from yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the dude with the big... <laughs> like, uh, was it Charlize Theron? Esophagus. Liam Neeson? Yep. Liam Neeson, Charlie Theron, on show, tons yeah. of people on this show. Which I think those two people were also in A Thousand Ways to Die in the West. Yeah, but the, doc- the doctor's from Deep Space Nine. She was. Yeah, I have, I have a wife. good time with the Star Trek cameos in this yeah. show. They, oh yeah, the, yeah. and the other doctor, uh, the actual doctor from from Voyager, he was uh, um, the head security's father. Mm-hmm. They had a whole episode about that. Yeah, it's Robert the, Picardo. Yeah. yeah, Robert Picardo. Yeah, I, I think Jonathan great. Frakes actually directed a few episodes. He did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that either. Yeah. That's why you guys were like, pay attention to the credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, actual Trek DNA in this show. Yeah, and a lot of people mistakenly think that this is a comedy, and it's actually not. It's it's more of a drama with like little comedic elements to I it. I would say it's more... It's a lot of comedic elements. Well, to Fox it. really pushed the comedy angle because of yeah. Seth MacFarlane. They're like from the creators of so, Family Guy. Yeah. But it's it's more of a like classic Star Trek one-hour drama where... You have this utopian society that every episode they get into a problem yeah. and they have to solve that problem somehow. Yeah, it's the Star Trek formula that I was yep. talking about, yeah. and, and it works really well in this show. And they one of the things that um, I was watching a little bit of it with my wife, and she she liked it, but she was like, "Man, this is like it feels it feels predictable almost sometimes." When she was watching this one episode, she's like, "I already know what's going to happen." It's mostly because I kind of probably have already seen this scenario out in like a Star Trek episode, something similar to it. So she's like, I can, I don't know, I feel like it might be a little bit too predictable to watch like over and over again, but the humor kind of makes up for that. They'll do that on this show, but then they'll twist it in the end to mm-hmm. where it's like, it's like, oh, this is how they did it different. I, I feel so. like there was less predictability in the second season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Than the first. The first was, was almost like they were trying to figure out what their footing was. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you hit um, season two, it's like, almost like a completely different show. Yeah. I can agree with that. The season two definitely stepped it up. Uh, I, uh, I quit watching this show in the first season. During oh, I, I started watching it and I'm like, oh, cool, no, this is gonna be fun and everything. And I was kind of a Star Trek purist, right? Mm. So I, I got through the first four episodes and I'm like, no, this show sucks. It's too, it's too Family Guy for me. But then season two started and I said, okay, I'll start this over again, and I loved it. Yeah, season two completely sold me, and I went back and rewatched what I hadn't watched the season one to get caught up, and it was, it was better. And, um, yeah, it was just a good, great show. It was a great uh, two-part episode, uh, Identity with Isaac. She hasn't seen it yet. Oh, we can't talk about it. We can't Damn talk it. about it. All right. Well, it's a great episode in season two or a two-part yeah. episode uh, where Isaac goes back to his home world and the whole situation kind of pans out. And, man, did they step up their yeah. – Yes, they did. They stepped up their the, game the, for that. They very completely, much that, that changed the perspective of the show for a lot of people, especially, like, hardcore Trek fans who have mm. been on the fence because, like – I mean, that, that's something like uh, on the level of um, what was that that two-parter Star Trek with uh, P- Picard um, that basically ended Best season. of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Yeah, that, that was this show's best of both worlds where the, yeah, <laughs> where the, uh, <laughs> where like the fan base kind of turned a corner and, and just got completely on board with the show. And uh, I think that's the, the episode that really solidified the Orville fan base. Mm-hmm. And I hate the fact that they, they've moved to Hulu, and I think season three is probably going to be their last season because, you know, the show, it's kind of getting getting shuffled away before it's even started. Yeah, it's just, my it's just hitting its stride, and yeah. it gets relegated to uh, Hulu. Yeah. yeah, Wasn't it always a Hulu show? No, it no. was originally on Fox, and then Disney bought Fox out. 
And uh, Disney they, owns Hulu too, right? Yeah. And so, like, they moved it from network TV to uh, to Hulu. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at FACET is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. FACET has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Hmm, that's a bummer. Yeah, and like they were saying that the reason for the move was because they weren't going to have the show done in time to meet like the airing schedule and they wanted to have a little bit more money, a little bit more time to do like a, a more in-depth season and it just was a better fit for like Hulu. And I, I just, I don't buy that explanation yeah. at all. I, I think that they're kind of trying to kill the show off. And Seth MacFarlane recently left to um, get a deal at NBC. Mm. And so he's no longer with Fox, and, uh, a.k.a. Disney. Yeah. So I think that him moving also will probably affect the decision to end this after a third season. Damn, that sucks. Could man. happen. I mean, like, it could go on, but I just don't see it happening, realistically. Yeah, and it won't be the same, even if it does go on, if Seth MacFarlane's not part of it. Yeah. That would be... Dude, let's uh, shift gears a little bit here. Um, being, me and you, kind of being new to this TV show, and you're not typically one that watches Star Trek. What is it about this show that has you hooked, that you're enjoying it? Uh, I really like how developed each of the characters are. Like, I can really get invested in, in each story mm-hmm. that... Each episode has like seems like each episode has a, a featured character, yep. and I can get invested in it, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it is pretty funny. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's funny because the humor is not like super in your face. Like there was this one scene where Gordon's on the bridge, and he's like, "Hey, everyone, would you mind if I got a cat?" Yeah. And and and, and uh, you, you know, he's just like you know, like a little mascot for the yeah. bridge. Like, yeah. and and Isaac is like. Like, what would be the point of having a, a cat on the bridge? And he's like, oh, you know, it's a pet. Like, you know, you, you, you pet, pet it and, you, you know, bond. You, you bond with it, you know, that way. And then uh, at the end of the scene, like, Isaac just comes up and starts petting Gordon. He's like, are we bonding? <laughs> and it's it's like, it, it's a stupid throwaway yeah. joke. But, like, the 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 feeling you get from that type of humor is just like, like, yeah, like that's what makes the show. So yeah. I, think, I think my favorite part was the episode. Where they were trying to explain practical Humor. jokes. 
And I see, oh my god! Chops and Gordon's leg off. You never sleeping. see the jokes coming. Oh, and that's so what's good. so great about the humor of this show is that every time they zing you with something, and it's so surprising, you never see it coming. Yeah. But what was better was when you know I or Gordon was getting his leg regenerated, <laughs> and it wasn't complete, and he had to come to the bridge and got this dang leg just hanging out of his. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> you cut off my leg while I was sleeping, you psychopath. Is it when the so leg nasty. falls out of the ceiling? Oh, yeah. And right. I, it's and like I, I've hidden your leg. I thought that would be the funniest thing to do. And Isaac is just like, ha ha. This is practical. Oh, yeah. I do think I figured out our cosplay costumes for Star Trek convention this oh, year. Oh, we're cosplaying now? We're cosplaying. It's going to be really hard to do. You had me at cosplay. I'm in. I don't care what it is. Oh, we're we're going to get an up and down arrow badge mm. just to wear on our normal oh, street person. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Yeah, the, the, the pure democracy episode. Clever. Yes. That was a That's all you got to do. Let's get a badge. Yep. Cosplay. You have it. We'll that have was, to figure out how to get it to light up. <laughs> well, you can put some ridges on your nose or something fine. if you want. Or you can wear a low cut top. It's fine. But uh, um, put one of those weird hats on. Good for me. But uh, Jude did not like Lamar in that episode. <laughs> Lamar, remind yeah, me who that is. The, the, the chief engineer, with, the black guy dancing with the statue. Oh, John. why? Yeah. Because she was just like, well, let her like I don't remember what episode we're talking about. The pure democracy episode. Where oh, oh, yeah. I was like, he's just acting like a buffoon and he's on a mission. I just felt like I didn't. Didn't they kind of hint that there was like something about the planet that was making them act weird? No. 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 I thought they hinted at that. No. no. And that's what irritated me was that he yeah. acted out of character just for the sake of this storyline. Uh, and I didn't like it. I don't know if it was out of character for John. <laughs> the ladies man. Well, he, he he's a. Like, his character is just kind of buffoonish in general. Well, when you go on a mission and the person in charge specifically tells you we're here to keep a low profile and you're on a new planet and you're literally not allowed to interact with anyone and he jumps up on a statue and starts grinding it. Yeah. Well, he got in Sorry, trouble Sorry, I didn't it. buy it. He got in trouble for it. That's not, that's not my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It was a little out of place. Yeah. Some of the situations I have noticed, especially in season one, because it was kind of when they were trying to figure out their whole groove, but season one has a couple of things that happen and you're like, they made it happen just so that they can make the story. It would have made more sense if that if that situation had happened and they were in a more like secluded private area where he didn't think anyone would see him mm. and he thought it would be funny. But they're out in the middle of this like, like shopping center. Yeah. Where there's here there's people everywhere. That was a great episode, and it reminded me of Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, Black Mirror episode. Basically, I, yeah. the same concept. Yeah, I I was saying that. Yeah. yeah. Well, one one of the things about the Orville crew is they're very naive. It's kind of like they're from this utopian society, and when they're going on to these different planets, they don't really understand these new cultures or yeah. like what have you. So, uh, I feel like uh, when Lamar was dancing on that statue, that was just like his naivete of, oh, this is just like 20th century Earth. No one's going to care. Rationalizing bad writing, Matt. <laughs> and you're taking their side against me. <laughs> How dare you? No, I'm kidding. It didn't um, bother me that much. Uh, one of the episodes. <laughs> I still like the episode. I just didn't like the setup. How, for it, the yeah. setup for it. Yeah, exactly. One of my one of my favorite episodes. It was actually really surprising. I didn't see the the whole twist coming. Was the, the first contact one. When I, I love the fact that they were all super excited. Like, has anybody ever seen this planet before? Or has anybody ever talked to him before? And they were like, no. And they're like, let's go right now. <laughs> and they were all super excited. Like, it got me excited for it. And then uh, when they actually got to the planet and they had the whole twist of like they were, you know, all going off of astrological signs. And if you were of certain signs, mm -hmm. you went straight to jail or whatever. Like, I thought that was really cool. 
It was a nice episode. I liked uh, the Bordis Child um, sex reassignments mm. episode. Yeah, there were some heavy topics. They're not afraid to tackle some, yeah. some stuff with this show, and that's I appreciate that. And the so. one uh, where Bordis's old boyfriend was like, like, was attracted to women, <laughs> yeah. and they wanted to kill him off or something like that. Was a heavy topic too. That that, that Bordis's show. sexual addiction. Yeah. Oh, his porn addiction. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite episode was when. Uh, Gordon and uh, and the captain went undercover as Krill. On oh that ship. yeah, yeah, that was a great episode yeah. too. And the the follow through with that with his that lady the mm-hmm. Krill woman I can't remember her name that went undercover in, at the Oroville. Uh, that was a cool callback. Yeah, you know they they have these episodes that seem like throwaways, and then like you find out later on that you know yeah th- there's actual like. Story threads yeah. that continue. It's really cool. It's a great. It's a great show. Highly recommended if you haven't seen it, uh, like I hadn't uh, before. Scott Grimes did the shout out for the podcast. I was like, well, I got to watch the show now, so I jumped on yeah. it real quick and binged the whole thing. And it was. It's great, man. I, I do not regret that at all. It's yeah, a fantastic. It really show. Really makes me wonder, like, what Discovery and Picard would be like if these were the people um, in charge of the the show instead of Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> It would be better. It would be better. It would be more classic Trek, I yeah. think. Which brings up a good question, as I was kind of talking to you guys about earlier, is like, I feel like Star Trek, the, the franchise itself, uh, is trying to reinvent itself and move forward. They're trying way because, too hard. Yeah, they're trying way too hard to try and like change the formula. Because if you think about it, they've been doing that same, you know, one hour moral conundrum character of the week episode for four or five different TV shows over the course of the last you know, 60 years. So I feel like they're trying to change things up to try and like be modern and be different and go Here. more for the, like the long-term storytelling. Here's the thing though. Speak to me, writer. So Star Trek kind of pioneered that moral conundrum mm-hmm. episode of the week type thing. That's what made Star Trek unique. Uh, the whole dark science fiction thing, um, grim, dark science, sci-fi things like Blade Runner, yeah. uh, Battlestar Galactica, stuff like that, that, that's been prevalent for like a really long time. Whereas when Gene Roddenberry came on, he's like, we're going to have this utopian society. They'll have progressed past racism and war and material possessions and greed. And instead, as they're going out exploring the galaxy, they're going to have to hold to their ideals as they run into these seemingly unsolvable problems. Mm. And that was Star Trek's unique, you know, hook. What made Trek like stand out from all the other stuff. And what it seems like they're trying to do in this quote unquote updated uh, Star Trek version is they're trying to revert back to this kind of darker science fiction that everyone does as opposed to sticking to what made Star Trek, you know, such a big thing for its fan base to begin with, which is, you know, these moral quandaries, these this optimistic version of the future where, you know, can we still be this idealistic when dealing with, you know, cultures that don't share these ideals and, yeah. and these un- seemingly unsolvable problems? I mean, that was always... Uh, the thing that made Star Trek stand out to me was was like every episode was like a little puzzle that the crew had to solve. Mm-hmm. And through solving that puzzle, you got to know the crew members more and more and get to, you know, like them and get your favorites. Just like Jude was saying with the Orville, um, you know, uh, you get to know every single character in the show and you get to find your favorites and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't feel like the new Star Trek has any of that. Like, I don't care about any of Jean-Luc's new crew. I don't care about any of the crew on Discovery. 
They're all they just, haven't even introduced the crew on Discovery. Well, they had one episode where they gave them all names. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> they like, did a roll call. Yeah, a roll call. That was the, the amount of backstory we got for each one of those characters. And so that's, like, hey, I'm new to this ship. What's everybody's name? <laughs> I'm Bob. I'm Cindy. I'm George. I'm Mary. It was like, awful, man. Oh, my I'm God. I'm Doughead Vagina Face. Oh, God. That's I'm so Robot funny. Lady. You know what's funny? It's like <laughs> they have all these like outrageous characters in the Trek universe on Discovery. Like, I like see, science. Like, they have the giant robot heads and you have the cyborg like lady. <laughs> We're talking over him. Power of math, people. Shut up, salty. We're talking. <laughs> Shut up, salty. We're being salty. Um, and uh, it, it's just it's funny because like I see them in, on Trek, and I'm like, it just looks out of place almost. It looks weird to me. But then I see him in the Orville, and you have the big head guy and the dude with the elephant trunk and all this other thing, and it looks hilarious. <laughs> and it works so well because of it's the so tone. Abs- it's so absurd because the tone of the show is absurd. It, exactly. Yeah. And that's why it works. Yeah, that's why it works. It does not work in Discovery because it's supposed to be like dark and serious. And you have they have like- a green snot blob running around on the ship <laughs> as so- a crew member. Come on, man! It's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's our discussion about the Orville. Well, I, I wanted uh, to ask Jude real quick. Why, oh, why, why is it you like the Orville, but you can't get into Trek? It's the humor, right? Okay, I'll be honest with you. Just because. Just because. That's <laughs> no, it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there is some reason that I like it more because it's more current and... I got into it at the start of it, and there's just so much Star Trek to just kind of catch up mm. on that I'm just like, I'm not going to bother. I don't know. I don't know. Reasons. I think, I think it's the humor. Because Trek not, is not funny. Like, not typically. They have some humor in it with, like, Data being the fish out of water and stuff, but typically it's taking itself very seriously. And it might be kind of a wall. I think it, you're just either born a Trekkie and you're not, or you're not, and I wasn't, so... Mm. I accept me, and I, I wish that Matt would, too. I can't <laughs> wait for you to go to the Star Trek convention. <laughs> You're going to be walking around oh, like, god. oh, my God. You're either going to want to divorce Matt <laughs> or... Well, we're not married yet. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> it could be dangerous. I was... first Star Trek convention I ever went to was a really small one in Oregon, and I almost didn't watch Star Trek after that because it was... <laughs> Why? To those people... They're on another level, man. They are on another plane they of existence. Pen- well, we they went to a Star Trek crazy. party once before, and I wanted to kill myself then. So, <laughs> yeah, we went to a party for the <laughs> guys local so harsh. Las Vegas uh, Star Trek Club, which is like the, the like, biggest Star Trek club in the country. I was like, costume party, I'm down. I got all out. I colored yeah. my entire body she green. Went as an Orion slave girl, really? Yeah, wow. And I was down oh, for it. We cool. got there, and I was like, "Where's the bar?" And they were like, "We have, we have some soda and a cooler." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and one girl was like, oh, I brought a six pack, but I left it in the car. I wasn't sure if I should. I was like, go get it. <laughs> I was like, who who has a party with no booze? Don't you dare invite me to something with no alcohol. Yeah, the one Star Trek convention that she had even a modicum of interest in was the one that I, I believe it was for Star Trek's 50th anniversary. And it was only because uh, Mac Makeup had a booth there that was selling <laughs> limited edition uh, makeup. And she was like, she was like, buy me some of that makeup. She didn't even come out for it. She just me text, that texted me her, her, me that her order. Yeah. <laughs> Trek, that swag, boo. Trek fans are they're 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 another a different level. breed, man. Yeah. Like I, uh, that same convention, I met a guy who bought some like Honda minivan or something, and he had it painted to look like a space shuttle. Nice. 
I think I saw that. <laughs> oh, there's been plenty of people that do that. And he had this club, and they went out and they cleaned up sides of the freeway and stuff. And you know, and so you'll be walking, you'll be driving by the freeway, and they'll say, "This portion of the freeway cleaned up by the USS Starship <laughs> Interpoop or something." You know, it was it was funny. I'm like, oh man, you know, yeah. But these. Next level. They are. They are. I, level. I love Passionate, them. which is fine. I, I've sold my books at uh, the Star Trek convention here in Vegas mm-hmm. in the past. And, and I, I can't imagine a, a nicer group of fans than Star Trek fans. Like, they, they've just been, they've always been, like, really positive oh, and yeah. re- really excited and very passionate. And they come from all over the world. It's crazy. Yeah. They love their Matt's, franchise. Matt's trying to save his book sales. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's passion, man. It's like yeah, pure passion. And I, I like it. I mean, when I went, I was blown away at how many people were like on full cosplay, yeah. walking around. And there was this one dude who was a Klingon who was literally just yelling, screaming some Klingon war mm-hmm. phrase through the hallways. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> these people are awesome. It was funny, man. It was it was a cool experience. And of course, everybody gave me high fives for my uh, my Luke deserved better T shirt, which mm-hmm. made me feel good. <laughs> now, are we boring you, Kadish? Well, I was just thinking Luke did deserve better, and now he's getting The Witcher. Yeah. Nice segue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Mark Hamill is uh, rumored. I, or is it official yet? No, it's uh, – I believe because, I believe the news story was Netflix has officially offered him the role. But okay. He hasn't accepted because a couple yet. of weeks ago, somebody had told or tweeted at Mark Hamill that, hey, you would be great for this role as Ves- – is it Vesemir? Vesemir. Vesemir yeah. in The Witcher season two. And he said, I would love to do it. Yeah, and Vesemir and then, is basically like the Obi-Wan character. Yeah. He's the guy who trained Geralt. Yep. And he's trained like the wolf school of, of witchers. The father figure for Geralt. And yeah. he's supposed to be the one who trained Ciri as well. So that we're probably going to get some storyline like that. And uh, I think Hamill would be perfect for that role. Um, if you guys have seen him in uh, Nightfall season two, I think he was uh, he was like an old grouchy um, trainer for the temp- the Knights Templar. And that is that said his new thing. The old, old, old grouchy trainer guy. <laughs> you, you know, like if if it was play to your strengths, man. Play your strengths. Yeah. If Hamill wasn't up for the role, I'd be saying um, you guys watch Outlander, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, uh, McTavish, the uh, the bald guy the, with the, the big. Yeah, big mustache. Yeah, like, like I, I think he's probably the most, the closest to the video game version of Vesemir uh, in terms of actors. Uh, so I think he'd he'd also make a good. That's a good choice. Good choice. For I'm down character. for for Hamill. Hamill would be awesome to see. Yeah. On too. I, any work that Hamill gets, I'm like happy. Like, and, yes. uh, I feel the same way about Torment. Yeah, Tor- 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 What you were about to say? Yeah, yeah. We also have a. a I think it was an official announcement that mm-hmm. uh, Tormund is it Oakenshield. What's his last name? No, Giants, that's from Giants Bane. Giants, Giants Bane. Bane. Oakenshield. That's from Lord of the Rings. That's not the actual actor's name. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I know. Uh, it's Christ- Christoph Christoph Hivju. Yeah. Christoph Christopher Hivju. I think if that's how I'm pronouncing his name right. The man with the great red beard. The big red beard, kissed by fire. Uh, the the wildling. He's. It's going to be cool to see him on screen. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. is His character – I looked at some research on The Witcher, and his character is basically what you would think of a live action uh, like Beauty and the Beast. Uh, he is the Beast. He, he was he was cursed as a young boy. He was a rich uh, child that lived in this big manor. He got cursed by some lady for something that he had done, I which was actually – people on this show. Which was Poor actually kids. pretty horrific. The <laughs> thing that he actually did was pretty bad. I don't know if they're going to go with that in the show or not, but – uh, he got cursed for it, became this like giant bear type beast thing, and then he had to live like that for the rest of his life. And uh, yeah. it was actually a pretty good short, short story. Is it? Have mm-hmm. you read it already? Yeah. God damn it! 
<laughs> well, it's, it's all part of uh, the the Last Wish collection, which is oh, okay. technically the first book for the the Witcher series, but it's just a collection of all these short stories that Sapowski uh, wrote with the character, um, and uh, that the first season was largely based on. So I, I think the first season was based off of The Last Witch and The Sword of Truth, um, which were the f- kind of like the first two books in the Witcher series. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of have to pick those up someday. And speaking of characters from Game of Thrones, did anybody catch the little Easter egg in the Stranger Things I did. trailer? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Stranger Things season four did a little teaser trailer, and we've got a faceless man walking around the Russian internment camp. Jack and Hagar. Jack and Hagar's back. I just saw him in uh, Jack Ryan season two. Yeah. Or was it season one? I remember when we remember. were watching Jack Ryan season two, and yeah. uh, we, we were watching that. I was like, God, that guy looks familiar. Where, did I, where have I seen that guy? And, and then, <laughs> a faceless man. Then I was like, Bait, because whenever we were watching something with a Game of Thrones actor, I always like to point it out to her. I'm like, Bait, Jacqueline Hagar. She, she was like, oh, now I'm way more interested in this show than I used to be. That's not at all what I said. That was, uh, yeah, it was a cool thing to see him in that. It's always fun to see these uh, Game of Thrones actors getting new parts in different uh, fantasy franchises yeah. and stuff like that. Well, it's we awesome. were watching uh, the Dublin Murders. Yeah, but I, I watched the whole thing. But uh, Varys, the actor who plays Varys, shows up and he's got hair. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, babe, it's fairies. And she was like, oh, he that's what he looks like. Yeah, he looks way different with hair. I he saw really him on like the, some of the press tours and stuff for the for Game of Thrones, and he's got like a full head of hair. And I'm like, man, that's weird looking. Yeah, so I think he was Varys. also remember the uh, the Varys? spider, Varys. Okay. Varys. Yeah, it's like who? Never mind. Matt, what are you? What's your take on uh, all these new casting for The Witcher and for? Uh, um, Good it's stuff, good. man. Right, cool. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, I don't get super excited about casting news. I mean, I'm just excited to see these people back on yeah, screen. I, I find it interesting cool. that the the teaser for uh, Stranger Things basically confirmed that Hopper's not dead. Yeah, I still haven't watched season three. Really? No, oh, it's way better than season two. Go check it out. That's I will. Cool. God damn it, Vader! <laughs> Slacking on your nerd culture, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my nerd culture. <laughs> That's my. Oh, Kids nerd culture, it's not mine. It's 80s, man. It's like Goonies Light. You guys should love it. I'm surprised I like it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's cool to see these actors come in. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, uh, Stranger Things Season 4. It's going to be – I'm hoping it's going to be really cool. I'm I hope gets her powers back. I'm interested to see where they're going to take it because, mm-hmm. like, you're not going to have these kids fly to Russia to rescue Hopper. So is he going to, like – She lost her powers? <laughs> Spoiler alert! Damn it, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, she doesn't have her powers. It's just a bunch of angsty kids. Running Why around. do you like the Goonies? Because it's good. God, good such enough. a hypocrite. <laughs> okay, I gotta well, get you guys your own headsets. Is, uh, but don't ever compare the Goonies to Stranger Things. Is, is it's the, it's a, literally a callback to the no, Goonies. It's, it's it's not the same thing. But how can you say like, oh, I don't want to watch this with a bunch of angsty kids? But then like, <laughs> the Goonies is great. No, it wasn't the kids. I don't know. I just haven't been able to get into the Stranger Things. Mm. It was the Fratellis, wasn't it? The Fratellis. <laughs> yeah, Mama Fratelli. <laughs> <laughs> She's a hottie. Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'd like stank face when you said that. <laughs> uh, we only serve tongue here. <laughs> Stay to the right. Is uh is is this the last season of Stranger Things? Season I don't know. I don't think it'll be the last season. Of I it. think they announced that it was going to. They're going to milk season. that cow yeah. as long as it goes. I they're read gonna... something that said that they're they're open to 
doing like a fifth season. Oh, of course they are. They've got kids that are like in their the, teenage you know, years. Yeah. They're just about to grow up. I know I read up. something recently that was like, we were going to cap it at four, but we're open to doing they could, a five. They could we're going to be doing Stranger Things with the sevens and or seven, elevens like, and other dude's kids uh-huh. as the main characters. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, I don't see this ending anytime soon. It's a cash cow for for Netflix. I mean, it's huge. That's one of their most popular franchises. And uh, I don't see that going anywhere for a while. Netflix does like to break hearts. Well, season two of Altered Carbon is coming out. Yep. So far, the reviews for it have been pretty good. It's awesome. not in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that last week. <laughs> uh, Shut up about that show. Is there anything else before we get into the Sonic? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Well, There's got to be something. God damn it. You put a whole long ass list on the internet about things you're supposed to talk about. They're before, called show notes. Okay. Before yeah. Kadish says some weird thing about his skin, I'd just like to say that today's episode is brought to you by Organically Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like some products that don't have a bunch of chemicals in it and are all organic and wonderful oh. for your skin, you can go on the website. Organicallywonderful.com. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> and type in Salty15. Yeah, that. that. <laughs> God, what a weird shout out that was. Robert Pattinson has done a screen test with Matt Reeves for the Batman uniform mm. outfit. Seriously, just, I am just pure salt today. You are. It's awesome. I love it. You did fill Keep up the shaker. What did you think about the Batman outfit there, uh, salty motherfucker? Um, I thought it was a good little teaser for Daredevil. <laughs> it did look like a Daredevil It did look like teaser, Daredevil. Yeah. As soon as somebody, it was like minutes after they posted that, somebody photoshopped Daredevil's logo next to it and posted it online. I was like, oh my God, that didn't take long at all. It was funny. <laughs> no, it looked good. I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't care about trailers and teasers. I just, what the f- do you want to talk about? Then? I don't know. Nerd stuff. <laughs> nerd, nerd no, stuff, we're good. Nothing. Teasers or trailers. You're such a snob. I'm, I'm a I'll snob. talk about this nerdy subject, but not that one. Like you're Batman. I, I, you're I, sparkly Batman. I think it's funny how nerds go crazy over the stupidest little shit. It's like, oh my god, guys! Here's a 12 second camera test with a red camera filter on it with the Batman suit. Woo! Everybody fucking blows up and destroys the internet and argues and spits and chews and fucking goes crazy over it. It's it's the dumbest thing ever. Just that there's was probably the purest moment I've ever seen. Probably 10,000 hours of YouTube video of people. Bitching or praising a stupid 12 second camera test. <laughs> that fifth shot kicked in. It was ridiculous. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're I not know wrong. I'm not. You're not wrong, Matt, but this is what we're here to talk about because people like talking about it. It's fine. Talk about it. All I right. just said my piece, man. All right, cool. You just took the air out of my freaking tires. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it wasn't even a teaser. No, it was just, it a was test. a camera test. But they had the, the, so, the score that was the, written by the guy who was going to do the movie yeah. score in there. They had the whole kit and caboodle. It's man. like, here's uh, Edward Cullen's jaw sticking out of a <laughs> Batman mask. <laughs> Woo! Couldn't even tell if it, if it was a Batman mask because we didn't see the ears. Ooh, they, put the, they put the gun <laughs> that, that they killed his parents with inside the bat symbol. That's, you know, we can talk about that for three fucking hours if we want to. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm leaving this. <laughs> this is awesome. Talk about it. I don't care. Alex, Alex is choking on his laughter. Right 
Need more coffee. Well, thanks for listening. That's it, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Can't talk about bullshit anymore. Podcast is over. You guys can talk about your children's movie and then watch this week. <laughs> yeah, speaking of children's movie. There's naked board. Is. <laughs> well, you can have your kids log on now. <laughs> There's a screenshot right there. <laughs> Red lighting, Daredevil. <laughs> sorry, I derailed everything. That was awesome. Don't you ever be sorry for that. No. You are this beautiful. Is... There's a reason <coughs> called the Salty Nerd Podcast. <laughs> I got, all right, well, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I got I Batman by Gaslight and Arkham Knight armor type stuff, but it really is all about the ears. I don't know why they didn't show the ears. Are they afraid to show the ears? What are they hiding? Maybe the cowl wasn't done yet. That's the stupidest reason I've ever heard. <laughs> Why do a freaking screen test if you don't have everything done? Well, it's a camera test to look at how the costume material looks under certain lights and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know why Matt Reeves chose that one particular shot to share with the I'm world. Gonna, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I didn't like the cowl. I thought the cowl was kind of goofy looking. Not because of the stitching. The stitching was actually kind of cool. But the the way it was formed around his head... The eyebrow ridges and just the way it looked in general, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. Uh, the whole thing looked very, a lot of really hard angles on it. Mm, I really like the sharp. armor. The armor part, his chest piece and the shoulder pieces like that, I was, I dug that. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm still trying to come to grips with Pattinson as Batman. <laughs> still not sold on him. No? We'll see. I think, as far as an actor goes, he's really good. But, yeah, I don't know if he has the presence to play like a Bruce Wayne. But this is only, this is year two for him. Uh, as Batman. He's so, still in his emo teenager yeah, phase. he's still in his young young Batman version. <laughs> so it's going to be not quite year one, but he's still kind of green. I don't know. Jude, what did you think about all this? I didn't really have an opinion. Okay. <laughs> Man, you've got to have an opinion. <laughs> do you think that God <laughs> came down from heaven? <laughs> I'm only a mere woman. Uh, She's not a big comic book Girls person. don't like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sonic movie. Oh, I'm leaving. No, you're, not. <laughs> you're staying put, you salty <laughs> bastard. You're staying right there. Sonic movie was great. I had a freaking ton of fun. I took both my sons. They both sat through the whole thing, which should tell you something because kids nowadays don't sit through movies very often. Yeah, Matt shushed a child during it. How dare you, sir? Hey, she was being very loud. <laughs> <laughs> he stands you. by it. You, even her brother, who was sitting next to her, was like, "Would you be quiet?" <laughs> Hopefully my kids weren't too loud. I'm surprised you guys didn't hear her. She was being no, super loud. That's why we we just sit in the way back so that there was nobody around us. That's and, what we... And like her mom was sitting right next to her too and she wasn't telling her to be quiet. So someone had to do something. Oh, there's got to be etiquette in the movie theater for kids. The, uh, like kids' movies... Go ahead. So I was going to say the, the one time... <laughs> the one the one time we went and watched The Rise of Skywalker, I went with the wife, right? And we always sit in the back row. The row right in front of us 90 seconds before the movie started was empty. Then all of a sudden, this entire busload of like <laughs> under 12-year-old kids came in all at once and filled up the entire row. Mm. Phones went on. Uh. Jibber-jabbering, popcorn. You know, the chaperone had to make like four trips back and forth so they could all have their little stipend of popcorn. <laughs> you know, it, it was ridiculous. But, you know, anyway. Kids and movies and me really don't get along. I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't, 
I usually try to make sure that I, if I take my kids to the movie theater, I don't take them at like prime time. Yeah. I, I usually try and wait. Cause it's not the, it's not the little ones like yours. It's the, all oh, the teenagers, the, the <laughs> nine to 13 year yeah. olds that drive me crazy. Yeah. Anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Tried. <laughs> Tried to derail. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Matt, Matt, why did you not want to see Sonic the Hedgehog? I don't think any of us, except for Alex, because really it's for kids. <laughs> it's a kid movie, and it has Drew Carey in it. Drew I, Carey or Jim Carey? Would you have been more on board if it had been Drew Carey? <laughs> no, he actually no, would have been just, a pretty good. Dr. I, look, I have never liked arcade character movies. I didn't like the Mario Brothers movies. Oh, those are um, trash. They were terrible. You know, just video uh, game movies in general just movie, aren't that good. Not movies. And, Only you one know, Mario Brothers. Yeah, movie. that's true. But it's just this is not my thing. I don't care. Because they're typically bad? They're typically bad. Because I feel like this is a new beginning for that. Because this movie, I mean, it, granted, it was a kid's movie. Yeah. But it wasn't a bad, like, you know, I, I cringy every, every, it was not It wasn't a movie that I wanted to see to begin with. And then they did the thing. It was like, hey, look at our trailer. And everybody cried about how bad Sonic <laughs> was. Terrific. And it was bad. And they're like, oh, look, they listened to us. And, and so now we're going to redo it. So then every nerd on the planet got a, you know, self-righteous boner <laughs> and decided we're going to support them and go watch this terrible movie that was already bad. He's talking about me. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, to make yourself feel good because, you know, self-righteous you, you, because, boner? Because, because, you know, you, you people had a stake. They listened to me. I'm going to go watch this movie yeah, now because, because they listened to me. And I was like, it was still a bad movie to begin with. It wasn't a bad movie, though. And well, it wasn't probably good. It, no, was, it, it was. wasn't a movie you were going to go watch to begin with. And also, maybe <laughs> Jim Carrey. I just, I, I'm just not I think into him. his, re- I, this is a return to form for him. He did great in this, in this, but, uh, a return movie. to form to what? To like the old school Jim well, Carrey, that's the like Jim liar, Carrey liar. I didn't like. Well, you, so what? <laughs> I felt like this was a mashup between his cable guy. Um, character and um, the Riddler. The Riddler. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All all characters I hated. Okay. Well, you Can't don't like Jim Carrey. I don't yeah. like. Jim I didn't Carrey. go bananas as as over the... him, but I found him a little annoying. But I feel like that was probably the the point of the role. The 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 internet is That's typical. Yeah. yeah. For me, it, it for me it fit in perfectly with what Jim Carrey used to be and what I really liked. Liar, liar, mm-hmm. cable guy, stuff like that. Like that's that's the type of thing I liked when he did him. And yeah. uh, and I kind of missed that because we haven't seen that in a while. And seeing it in here and with the con- you know, the context of the movie itself being kind of like a more kids friendly movie, I think it worked perfectly. I think he was a great uh, character for this. And as far as your your self righteous boner about the CGI thing, like yeah, like that's a precedent now set that hey. We said this is not good. They said, "Oh, okay, let's change it." And now we got something better. I feel at least obligated a little bit to go and actually support that change because, as opposed to them doing this, we could have gotten what Lucasfilm has been doing and just sticking it to us and being like, "No, deal with it, you, you, I you toxic nerds." I do understand like, that, but Sonic is not Star Wars. No, he's not. No, but, but it made the fans feel heard. Yeah, exactly. It validated the like. I mean, look. I don't believe that every outcry and outrage and, and video now, and on now YouTube. Now we're going to have to have sixteen Sonic sequels that are all going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Maybe they'll get better. <laughs> I actually like the uh, the the beginning scenes where he was on his planet and he was going through the classic Sonic the Hedgehog loop de loops and all that stuff. Like, I, 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 if they do more of that in the sec- the sequel, I, I'd be happy. Maybe but. we'll get a Space Invaders movie. 
we did that, didn't we? Didn't they already did that with Pixels, right? With jo- uh, with Adam Sandler? So. I wouldn't yeah. call that a Space Invaders movie. No. <laughs> that was an arcade movie. Peter Dinklage yeah. is in that movie. Um, I will say I think Sonic is getting more praise than it deserves. Like, if I was 10 years old, I'd, I'd be freaking out over this movie. But it's just an okay, it's like a middle-of-the-road film. A family-friendly comedy adventure film. Uh, I didn't think it was anything special. Um, and the reviews for it have been just like like they're like it's the best video game adaptation ever. It was so funny. It was that's wonderful. not a high bar though. It, it's not, <laughs> but but the the glowing reviews from you know video game YouTubers and all this other stuff that I've been seeing. I'm like, it was an okay film. It wasn't anything special to me anyway. But like, it wasn't bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't bad, but it, was, like, I, it wasn't great. I'm kind of looking through it. Like I wanted to see it because I, I do like Sonic the Hedgehog, and I, I wanted to take my son to a cool, friendly movie. 94%. Yeah. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes anyway, so I don't it doesn't either. matter. Um, but, but in this case, the critics are probably closer to be a little more accurate. <laughs> Why, though? There wasn't anything out like outlandishly bad about it. The uh, acting I, was good. I, I'll admit. I think, I think uh, what, is it John? What's this guy's name? Uh, he plays Cyclops. John something? John? James Marston. James Marston. He did great as far as yeah. acting with a fully CGI character with nobody there next to him. I think he did fine. No, uh, not, I, the yeah. the scenes that Sonic was in were were pretty funny. There was a couple scenes that were over the top. The fart jokes were kind of dumb, but contrary to Vader's assertion, like this was not a bad movie. Yeah, by any means, um, it was a very competently made movie. It had really great adventure scenes. The acting was good. I, I love Jim Carrey in this. He was the best part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the humor was very like kid focused like yeah. it, it what like it didn't really make me laugh out loud you know there was a, the only scenes that made me laugh out loud were probably the Jim Carrey ones the the latte scene for uh, the latte was great I mean yeah. cracking up so yeah Jim Carrey more uh for for people who actually like his acting and his his uh his stuff on in the in movies and whatnot um that was more for the adults because mm-hmm. he made the adult more adult jokes sonic the, was more for the kids and the cgi was really good yeah cgi sonic looked awesome way better than compared to that trailer that we got a while ago so the the change definitely helped like if this if this movie had been made with the original vision for what they were going for like the more realistic looking weird sonic none of this would have worked like the movie itself would have fallen apart because you would be looking at this freak of nature <laughs> running around, and it just would not have uh, it wouldn't have been good. But because they made him more cartoony and more classic to to what he looks like in the uh, original video games and, and comic books and stuff like that, like yeah, it worked way better. But I, I like the acting. I like the action scenes. There's a ton of awesome callbacks to the video games. There was a callback to Dumb and Dumber with the big cowboy hat. Did you did you recognize that? When he was running around in his cave, he's like, I got to pack everything that matters to me the most. And he puts his <laughs> giant foam cowboy hat. It's from Dumb and Dumber. And that was like, that was a moment to me. An- another, like, yes. classic. another classic. Another <laughs> classic. Yeah. No, it was great. I, I, there was so much to love about this movie. Of course, Honestly, Alex, if, if you weren't so hardcore about seeing this movie, Jude and I probably would have never gone to the theater to, to check it out. You would have missed the joy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Salty's just a sonic shill. Yeah, he is. A sonic shill. You're a well, shill for Sonic. Oh, wow. You, you know what, though? Um, because <laughs> No, he didn't. Because Sonic did so well, you're going to start seeing a lot more Sega properties get adapted in the movies. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Maybe we get a Cyber Fox movie. 
No, but you know what I do want is uh, uh, Star Fox. Star Fox. That's what that's I meant. Oh, is that what you meant? That's, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Nintendo. That's Nintendo, but whatever. Yeah. Just, I, hey, you know what though? If Nintendo's on board because they had like the Mushroom Planet thing, kind of like eh, maybe there's some kind of a Mario Brothers tie-in we could do. Well, come on, Nintendo studio. So. <laughs> yeah, but they've—I mean—they got Smash Brothers, which has all of them. Sega, Nintendo—they've worked together. Nintendo and Sega are kind of. What, what Sega characters have been in Smash Brothers? Sonic. And all his buddies, his compatriots. Really? Yeah. In the newest one. Not the old one from like GameCube, but the new one for the, the Switch. They're all in there. They've updated updated all the characters and they have a bunch of new people that aren't actual Nintendo characters in there. I can't actually think of any Sega games that were as iconic as Sonic. Like that was their flagship. Sega did X Men. What about uh, Mortal Kombat wasn't Sega? Or was it? I don't yeah, know. I don't I don't I'm not a gamer, so I don't I don't really know that in depth old There's school game movies. Well, I mean, like, yeah. so Sega was its own, like, Sega. console. Yeah. And, but they were also kind of like Nintendo where they would develop their own games, but they would also have third-party games developed for it. So a lot of this stuff is going to be, you know, because Sonic was Sega's property, mm-hmm. um, I think that they're going to start mining their, like, video game library to try to figure out what other movies can we make out of this. That's fine. I don't care as long as they're good. And I think, you know, it is... Aimed at kids. It did its job. It was an entertaining movie. My my son loved it. He's still talking about it today. He's like, I love Sonic. I yeah. was at the park the other day it's and a, I was running as fast well, as these, Sonic. That's the right movie. demographic. Yeah, exactly. It does its job. You know, I don't I don't blame the movie like, for I, I told you earlier, I go, I think it's cool that you took your kids. Yeah. It's for them. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not for a bunch of forty year old nerds on the internet. <laughs> To go out there and go, oh, look what I did. Well, you know, I, I did feel obligated because I was one of the people who were like, are you freaking kidding me with this Sonic? Like, that doesn't look anything like him. And then they changed it. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're right. I don't know if it was the studio. I, I don't think the director himself. It was the studio. It was the studio that was making those decisions because yeah. I, I don't think they would have switched that quickly if it was like a, a universal decision to make mm-hmm. him look like that. I think most of the people were like, this is not going to go over well <laughs> once we release it. And then finally they were like, see, see guys, we yeah. need to change it back. Well, it was the, the one thing Paramount has done right in like 30 years. <laughs> was change, change I wanted to support uh, that. I, the idea that they would listen to valid criticism and, and change it. I feel like <clears> I <throat> should have been there. I wish Paramount I would listen to people when it comes to Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, well, See, that's the other thing, too, is like the nerd culture outrage machine that makes those 32 videos a day on this certain subject or whatever. Like, I don't believe that it should always be listened to. Some of the stuff is over-the-top nonsense. I don't like course. the Vulcan's ears in Picard, <laughs> so I think I might go make a video about it. <laughs> Maybe they'll First listen 20. to you. Well, the, well so. that brings up an interesting subject. So, like, <laughs> what's the line? Where do you – where is the line cross between valid criticism and, yes, the studio needs to make a change to, no, this is just – current outrage culture well you have to go to a plurality at that point where basically is this criticism widely shared among the fan base or is it just like a handful of people um, nitpicking this stuff yeah and uh you know when it comes to it was fine did you guys see the red letter media review of picard episodes two and three Mm-mm. no so they put out a, a uh, episode where they reviewed episode one and they did a separate episode for uh, episodes two and three together. Yeah. And Rich Evans was pointing out a lot of the same issues I had with it where it's like, uh, you know, Commodore O and he, he, he's like, she's the worst undercover agent ever. <laughs> like the minute I saw her, I was like, Oh, they have a Romulan in charge of Starfleet security. <laughs> it's like, wait, she's supposed to be a Vulcan. She looks like a Romulan and she acts like a Romulan who thinks she's a Vulcan. 
And, and so like, like there, there are just so many like odd choices that start the people in charge of Star Trek are making that a large section of the fan base it does, does not care for mm-hmm. and doesn't like and wants them to stop doing. Uh, but they're like committed to their path and they continue to do it and they continue to ignore it because they think that the handful of people making 27 YouTube videos about it every day are in the minority and they're not. How can you tell? Well, you can just tell if, if you know what the fan base is and, and what they're saying. I mean, like there are people at the Star Trek convention who, uh, you know, they'll go there and they'll celebrate Star Trek. But like a very small minority of that group is supporting shows New like Trek. Discovery. Yeah, know? well, because that kind of changed my perception. When I went for the first time, I went to the Star Trek convention and uh, I, I kind of expected to see a reflection of the online community that I've kind of witnessed, you know, like, Hey, this isn't great. We're not really super happy with it. And that's why they made the change. Some of the changes and address some of the issues in season two, you can see they kind of stepped forward in the right direction, but not, not to the point where it would have, uh, uh, done any, made any big difference. But when I went to the Star Trek convention, there was a ton of people that were dressed up and supporting discovery. And, you know, they had the uniforms and they had the t-shirts and memorabilia and they were, Huge lines going for the the new cast from Discovery, uh, for, from Anson Mount to to the bridge crew that nobody knows their names, and uh, I was like really surprised. I was like, oh wow, that's not at all what I expected. I expected there to be a huge line for the old school classic Trek, and then the Discovery and, and Enterprise crew kind of be left in, to hang. I would disagree about the huge line th- thing. I mean, I, I I was there as as well, and yeah, there there were lines for him. And you gotta also take into account that for a lot of these actors, this is the first time that they've been going to these conventions. Uh, so there, like, there's some excitement about someone new. Whereas, mm-hmm. in, you know, for you know however many years they've been doing these conventions, you have like the older crews. So a lot of the the fans already have pictures and autographs with the older cast. So when new cast shows up, they they want to you know get pictures and autographs with them to complete their collection. The only person I really saw any excitement around last year was Anson Mount. Yeah, and that's just because his his character was such a breath of fresh air for yeah, that show. Yes. But Discovery fans were, were actually like a very small part of the convention last year, and uh, just going around talking to Star Trek fans, a lot of them are just not into mm. Discovery. Like like, and it was the same issues that I'm having with Picard, where they're like. We don't like the fact that they, that they're using curse words. We don't like the fact that we see Klingon titties, like like things like that. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, and and you know, um, all you have to do, like, even if you don't agree with these outrage videos, look at the view counts they're getting. Look oh, at yeah. how many people mm-hmm. are watching this stuff and well, that's commenting. What they're designed, that's what they're designed to do. It's though. not necessarily they, they designed to do they that. Per- they purposefully mine the algorithm for YouTube to get the right titles, the well, right hashtags. There's, there's the YouTube stuff, but then there, there's the support of the people who agree with them. Like, would you say, oh, all the people who criticized The Last Jedi didn't have valid criticism just because they, uh, you know, got lots of views or something like that? Like, there are people out there who are part of the fan base who these criticisms resonate with. And, you know, oftentimes I agree with them. I I just, it's, it just, it's a, gets over the top sometimes to the point where, like, I can't listen to it again. It's it's every freaking day, all the time, over and over again. But they still continue to get the views, which is why they still continue to do that. But they're, it's the same criticism over and over again. So, yeah, you're getting the same people who just want to hear them be validated. But you, ha- you asked, like, how can you tell if there's a plurality of the fan base that agrees with this stuff? And the thing is, look at their chats, look at their comments, look at their view count. There is a large portion of the Star yeah. Trek fan base 
that agree with these criticisms and they like the fact that someone's out there voicing it and um, they don't, might not necessarily agree with everything they say. But for the most part, I, I, I feel like the Kurtzman era of Trek has largely ignored um, yeah, pretty valid criticism about the direction in which they're taking things. Yeah, and the same thing goes for Star Wars with Lucasfilm. YouTube, like, YouTube's a weird animal. It is. Yeah. It's a very yeah. strange animal. And, and, and the same is true of, of Star Wars and pretty much all nerd cultures out there. You have your, your subset of purists who want things to be, you know, a certain way and then you have the, the general audience who's like yeah we'll accept what some changes and this and that as long as it's a good story you know you can do whatever you want have some kind of artistic license to it but i don't know it's an interesting topic to kind of think about because it worked with sonic whatever it was that outcry from the from the fandom and from the general audience they were kind of like hey this isn't going to fly and the studio listened which is in something that doesn't happen very often did you get a chance to see the new episode of picard yet i did not i'm too behind now Oh, I haven't even watched. Oh, crap. I forgot to watch The Outsider. My buddy texted me. He's like, dude, this got weird quick. <laughs> Did it? Quick. Did it really? No, it's been weird since episode one. Yeah. Well, you need to pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> but, but considering how big of a Star Trek fan you are, I'm surprised that you're letting Picard go by the wayside. It's just time management. Mm-hmm. That's really all it is. I, I, I mean, I've binged two seasons of The Orville in the last three days, but I. That you could have spent watching Picard. But I can't watch it without my he wife. He has his reasons. Uh, that's right. It's, I like, have, it's like you and me. I'm I have not allowed to, to watch certain things yeah. without you. She <laughs> wants to watch it, and she's not the type of person. Like, I can turn on a TV show and, like, do something else while it's on and still pay attention to it. She's, she's like, no, I want to sit down and actually, you know, watch the show. Yeah, like, when I was out of town, Matt watched The Outsider without me and <clears> didn't tell me until we put it on when I was back in town. And he was just like, around doing shit and i was like you watched this already didn't you and he was like, yeah, you gave what? yourself away it's what it's not a big deal i'm watching it again with you and i was like it is a big deal and then she goes off and watches stuff without me all the time yeah i revenge watch, <laughs> revenge watch. <laughs> anyway i don't know any I, other thoughts on on the on studios listening to the outrage online it uh, was nice going to a group outing without vader <laughs> we'll pick something else. Is there? No, we'll go see Milan. We'll go see Milan together, Matt. <laughs> what is just, wrong with you? I think you just burst a blood vessel in his brain. <laughs> is there anything coming out that you want to see? I don't know. Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. We can do Black Widow. All right. My wife won't want to go, oh, so that'll fine. be fine. All right. Cool. I don't think Jude would want to go. You want to go see? Why? You don't want to see Black Widow? Black Widow. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. You better, you better step up your nerd game. Also, I Jude. asked everyone to come over to our house to watch oh, together, and like the group chat went dark for a solid twenty-four <laughs> no, I, I hours. Don't, I don't, like you, I, like I you were like, oh, "I'm just gonna ignore that shit. Don't well, want to no, do that." Because we went, we went to Sonic on Sunday, right? Wasn't yeah. that a Sunday? Yeah, yeah, that was my, that was my like my ticket. I got punched. You know, we went out to the the movies with the kids, and we did mm-hmm. all that stuff, and then it was like, "You're locked." Yeah, in. I don't, I don't know what my schedule is gonna be for the next few now. months. So. We'll have to play everything by ear. I'm just kidding. Come over. (laughs) (laughs) Come hang out, please. Please uh, be my friend. Any other uh, interesting nerd subjects we can talk about? Uh, Superpowers. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Viewer questions. Great uh, (laughs) uh, listener question from Haas, Patreon of ours. Says, hey, mate, I've got a topic I've been thinking on. If you need some content, which we do. Thank you very much. What superhero or powers would contribute to a better world? Take away all those reality shape-shifting powers like Thanos' gauntlet and uh, Phoenix and those top-tier guys. I'm talking about straight-up superpowers, strength, x-ray vision, flight. 
Mine would be a combo of Poison Ivy and Storm put together. They could end world hunger completely, Ivy making soil fertile and desert areas and Storm with the water uh, to the crops and weather systems and all that kind of stuff. So, Mad Vader, what would powers would you choose to better the world that we live in? I have to use my powers for good? Yes. <laughs> but I'm a super villain. Oh, you're a super villain? <laughs> yeah. We're all villains at this table. <laughs> um. I would rather I would be like uh what's what's the the bad guy on the boys? Oh, oh uh, uh, Homelander. Homelander. Yeah, I want to be Homelander. <laughs> you want to be Superman then? Yeah, Superman. Okay. He's got everything. How does that change the world? What would you I, do? I could take over the world? Yeah, he'd be king. He'd be king. Nobody could touch me. Until <laughs> so you had your arch nemesis. Oh, whatever. Find out I'd what your weakness is. Kill him up too. I wonder if we're gonna find out what Homelander's <laughs> weakness is in season two. Black noir. Black noir. I mean, if you black, think, I mean, black, black. <laughs> invisibility would be kind of cool too, but that's just how would that better the world? Because no, no one be able to see. You're missing him. the point. <laughs> Matt, a, how to better Vader's <laughs> life? <laughs> I, I would go invisible and look at titties all the time. That's gonna make my world. Hell yeah. <laughs> Same, baby. All right, I'm done Same. with you for today. <laughs> Kadish. I got to use my powers for good? <laughs> what? Kadish, what would you do? to, Or what powers would you choose to better the world? That uh, none, because I feel like superpowers would destabilize everything we know in this world and cause way more trouble than they'd solve. What about like a true arch Ivy and, and Storm. Okay, so China would instantly start trying to create superhumans to compete with America's superhumans right. and they create uh, a super virus that would get out and start infecting everyone and killing everybody. <laughs> they do that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, but it'd be on an even bigger scale. And then Russia would get involved. <sighs> then you'd have terrorists <laughs> with superpowers. They're like, Oh, well you may grow food, but we're going to grow opium. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Get everyone addicted. <laughs> They're going to grow freaking drug crops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like it would, you guys like, took like, this in a dark, dark direction. <laughs> Superpowers would not make the world better, no matter I think I'm what. I'm the only you come good person with. sitting in this room. Jude, what would you do? <laughs> save me, please. <laughs> I think the ability to share empathy would be a world-changing oh. superpower. <laughs> or I was thinking the power of illusion. You could put everybody in the matrix to save the planet. Boom, solved it. You would wait. Run that one by me. The again? power of illusion. To do Just what? Just give the illusion that you know. You're having a, a nice life where you just put everybody in the matrix to save the planet. So that you way, want you want to way. turn us all into batteries? Yeah, that's really nice. That's yeah. super evil. That might be eviler. That's than the most worst of, you of guys. all of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is why this is why I was warning against superpowers because of people like my my fiance. <laughs> I want to save the world by <laughs> enslaving you, you all. <laughs> you can have whatever kind of life you want in the matrix. You're not out there fucking up the planet. Saved it. No, but you're just why, you're why didn't I take the blue pill? <laughs> well, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, I know this steak isn't real. It's just my Fine, brain. Fine, I'll just go me. invisible and look at titties. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, well, hey in, in Matt's virtual reality, everyone would just be topless. So. No, not everyone. See, you can have whatever you want. Mama Fratelli? Just the hot chicks. <laughs> Mama Fertility. I think you're going to come around to my way of thinking. <laughs> Says every good supervillain. <laughs> if you only knew the power. You ever wonder why it's all the ugly people that go to nude beaches? I've never, I've never figured that out. 
You haven't figured that out? No. Why? Because all the hot people are like, why would I want to go to a bunch I of I guess. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. it's like hot they have people have pri- it come private, to them. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. true. It's hot like that people scene can go from to private Euro places. trip. Girl. Yeah. Girl. 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 Sausage fest just Girl. running towards them. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said my fiance, not my girlfriend. Yeah. All right. That was kind of cool. Favorite John, uh, James Marsden movie? Go. What? Jam- Freaking Cyclops. Speaking of, has that guy not aged? I don't know. X Men? Yeah. The first one? That's the only movie I know that he's in. I, I can't think Mine's of it. Sex Drive. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> sex Drive. Of course, yours would be Sex Drive. <laughs> what about you, James Marsden? What's your favorite movie he's in? Quick I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the James Marsden movies. Go I to think. IMDb, quick. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe uh, Superman Returns. Oh, okay. He, he was just kind of a throwaway character in that one, but I ran into him at the movie theater when I saw it. Back in Hollywood. Really? Back, Back in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was funny because like he, he was in my theater just secretly watching the movie to hmm. see the audience reaction and he was recognized when he was watching out and uh, all these little girls were asking if they could take pictures with him so he was posing uh, with, for pictures by this uh, Superman cutout um, uh, like standee type thing yeah and I was like oh he seems really cool nice so he was a nice guy I don't... he's also in Dead to Me that uh, I think it's that a new Netflix. TV show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, Netflix original. He's awesome in it. He plays I such a great scumbag. Really like that show until at the at the first couple of episodes where the I kind of felt like they kind of laid out the plot. I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's going to be a dynamic of this person who's guilty of killing this person's husband, and then they have to figure out, or she has to figure out how to hide it, and all. And then they they started going the direction where the girl's husband was a complete dickhead. And I'm like, they didn't need to do that. Yeah. I didn't like that. I was like, the guy's already dead. Yeah. And he already had two kids. Kick him while he's down. Kick, yeah, you're kicking him while he's dead. And you're you're making him out to be more of a villain than the person who killed him in a hit and run. Like, I, I was like, meh, I'm done. I'm not watching you anymore. Oh, it gets really it. good. Does it, does it get it's better? Because really I really like it, but yeah. I was pissed that they, they did that. Like, why would they have to make the father a bad guy? I think power through and, and just see how you feel. All right. Yeah, I'm looking through his IMDb. I, I'm, I'm still sticking with X-Men. Okay. Yeah. X-Men? Did you yeah. say what yours was? Superman. 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 Jude? James Morrison. Dead to me? Huh? You're picking that? Yeah. Okay. That's not a movie, though. It doesn't matter. Semantics. Okay. You're very <laughs> argumentative today. We're going to talk about Well, Alex was very specific. What movie? <laughs> okay, I'll go. Very on. specific. Yeah. <laughs> Last I checked, TV shows don't count as movies. All right, princess. My uh, my kids would say Enchanted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was he was a man. Jude's was face lit up when you said that. <laughs> that's that's a good movie though. It is. I haven't seen it. I don't watch fantasy. He, he plays the uh, the uh, prince. Prince Charming, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you just you should watch that movie. If my it's wife likes it. She loves that movie. Is it Disney? Uh, I think so. It's like I have girls. You have boys. Mm-hmm. You don't have to let your kids watch Enchanted. It's a girl movie. No. Watch Jurassic Park. Tyrant, Tyrant, Tyrant. Dude, when dinosaurs, man. When the T Rex <laughs> showed up in Sonic the Hedgehog, my son went crazy. He's like, I didn't know they had a T Rex in this movie. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, he's in Westworld, too. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, no, yeah, Westworld. Yeah, I missed a lot of cool stuff. You play Teddy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's Teddy. Having girls. He was actually really issues. good in Sonic. I was impressed. I like, like his scenes with Jim Carrey were probably the best parts of that movie. Yeah, they were really funny. He had some good back I, They forth. played off of each other really The well. chemistry in that movie was great. I, I, I don't know why you guys don't like it. Oh, here's some breaking movie. news. What's up? Uh, actor Daniel Radcliffe says that he is not in talks for the role of MCU's Moon Knight, despite rumors claiming said. Who's? Is that uh, Harry, Harry Potter? Potter yeah. 
I didn't even know he was Did you guys see being talked. <laughs> Did you guys see? I knew that. I heard it. I've heard uh, that several times. Elijah Wood trolled the Star Wars account. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious. Or he just said, how are we supposed to know? Yeah, how oh, would we that have, was, that how was would incredible. That? Yeah. that was so funny. Or, Did you know that the Sith acolytes were raised on <laughs> whatever freaking planet? Exactly. How were we supposed to know that? Well, no, like there's this, this big tweet about like, okay, how the the first last order fleet was built mm. and you know all this other stuff and and Elijah Wood just very uh, accurately point out like how are we supposed to know that it wasn't in the movie <laughs> it wasn't at all hinted yeah. at the movie nothing yeah. and uh between him and John Boyega man the, the official Star Wars hasn't been know, much love the situation with John Boyega makes me laugh because it wasn't that long ago that a lot of people were pissed at him because he was like we don't care and there was like videos and outraged Twitter posts and threads about how they don't yeah. care about the characters in Star Wars and now that that script has flipped and he's making fun of Raylo's Everybody's like, oh, we love John. Yeah. Well, the so thing great. is, he still doesn't care. <laughs> like, it's very obvious he doesn't care. I'm like, if you were mad at him back then for something, like, I get, like, changing your mind yeah, or something Back like then, though, he was under contract to not bad mouth things. Yeah, but you, I, I didn't get mad at him for that, for when he said, I don't care thing. I'm like, ah, whatever. He's under contract for a movie. But everybody else was so pissed at him. Well, he was also, wasn't he the guy that lost that script that yeah. caused all the, that yeah. problem? All they, did the, they did a, a Good Morning America skit on that where he was like, well, you know, just left it in my hotel. Oops. <laughs> like this is so weird. So it's like like we never follow the script anyway. So <laughs> who cares? Here's some other uh, breaking filler news. Uh, on March 3rd, Black Panther, the best movie ever made of all time ever, is officially leaving Netflix for Disney Plus. Oh, so wow. that's good. Can't wait for that. Another movie I oh, won't watch. Yeah, some more yeah. shit on uh, Disney Plus that we've all already seen already. <laughs> awesome. yeah. Super. Well, that's what Disney that's Plus great. is. Great. It'll change in the summertime. That get. reminds me, I need to cancel our Disney Plus. <laughs> cancel it until August or yeah. June, whenever that until new, new, new show stuff comes actually out. comes out. Yeah, they didn't plan that release very well. Did no, they, they didn't. <laughs> what about this? This is kind of interesting. The original old school black and white King Kong is being re-released to movie theaters. Really? Is that something you want to go see? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm down. I think I might want to go see that yeah. just for fun. I haven't seen it, so I. I feel like it's an obligation for being somebody who's a fan of film. Watching like really old black and white silent movies <laughs> is not my idea of fun. I'll go. All right, cool. She's coming. You're not invited, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but you're going to stay at home now. No, no, okay. left out. So say what you want about black, black <laughs> and white it, silent isn't films. It's only like 15 minutes long, though. I don't know. Uh, no, it was 1933, right? 32, it came out. 32. I, I don't know. Right Something during the like Great that. Depression. It was like a half hour. It was awesome. Minutes. Yeah, I totally want to see that. There's yeah. dinosaurs in it. Fuck yeah, I'm going to go see Fuck yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, there was, um, I can't ever pronounce the actual name, but it's the, the original Dracula movie. No. Nosferatu. <laughs> That's still my favorite version of Dracula. Like, I watch that movie and it freaks me out every time. you ever time. see Shadow of the Vampire? Shadow of the Vampire. That movie's a trip. A trip? Yeah, it's, it's basically the making of Nosferatu. Oh. Um, but starring William Dafoe as the actor who played Nosferatu. Oh, he would be. Who's an fit. actual vampire? <laughs> It's like John Claude. Is John Claude? Oh God, I well, can't say his name. John Claude Van Johnson, like that. No, no, no. no. Like, 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 so basically, like the guy making Nosferatu uh, casts an actual vampire as Nosferatu, and it's played by William Dafoe. Uh, Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire. I'm watching yeah. that for sure. Yeah, yeah check okay. it out. You'd like it. Cool. All right. Anything else? We're done. Cool. I'm right. reading Bram Stoker's Dracula. 
Do you have the actual paperback novel? Well, it's on my what, iPad. On a paper on book? Yeah. Jude, uh, yeah, the book. Jude's a paper a book. vampire expert, actually. She awesome. knows a lot about vampires. Not, have, not, a, not a book on a pad or one that's read to you through a speaker? You're I have the Audible. Reading. I'm actually reading it. People still do that. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Well, thanks. That's good. How else are we supposed to read Kadish's Earthman Jack books? Because he doesn't no, do Nobody reads my book. I'm waiting for it to come out <laughs> on Audible. So. They're coming out in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Earthman Jack. <laughs> Written by Matthew Kadish. You buy books, okay? <laughs> Mother Russia books read you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Salty Nerd Podcast. Uh, you can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Twitch. Twitch? No, not Twitch. Uh, <laughs> Twitter at uh, Salty Nerd. Instagram, Salty Nerd Podcast. Uh, you can also ask your Alexa to play the Salty Nerd Podcast because we are now on Intune. It's an Amazon what? company, yeah. Uh, you can check us out there. Uh, Matt Vader, where can they find you? You um, salty bastard. You can find me on the in- Instagram and uh, Twitter and an empty YouTube channel at uh, Matt Vader 74 <laughs> What about your Mixer account? Oh, I, yeah, I'm there on Mixer too. But <laughs> i got to find some games or something to play, right? Uh, Matthew Kadish, where can they find you on Twitter? Find and- me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H, and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And you can find me at I am Jujuju on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thank you guys all for coming, and thanks for listening to this debacle of an episode. <laughs> debacle. <laughs> Matt gets salty for one episode, and you're like, oh. Well, it's a debacle. It's a debacle. God. Right. you living up to the namesake of the show. <laughs> it's a debacle. Boobs. I loved it. It was great, though. You made me, I was crying laughing while you were freaking out over Batman. <laughs> I'm going to put you all in my matrix. Jude's a super villain. <laughs> I told you we're all super villains. It's like a really nice person. All right, guys, have a great day. See you.